Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Layman's Guide to the Multiverse, where we dive between the panels and break through the fourth wall. I'm your host, Matt, and this week I got Ed. Hey, what's up, man? Paulo. I'm trapped in a glass cage of emotions right now. <laughs> and Mike. Hello, I'm free. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, so this week, um, kind of... Figured we'd take a, a little bit of inspiration from last week where we talked about Batman the Animated Series. It got us talking a lot about it. We're watching, again, this is like, what, week four in quarantine? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is year five. Like, it feels forever. I I don't remember the last time that I saw The Office at work or the last time that I... <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure Comedy Central is running a marathon, Paulo. You can watch The Office whenever you want. Yeah, it's so accessible. I thought you were going to say the sun, and I'm like, that's fair. I... <laughs> Just living in his underground I the I saw the sun. Well, Day 116. <laughs> well, I mean, to uh, Ed, Ed said a key word. He said uh, forever. Ever. What? Which, you know, makes you think of the quintessential movie, Batman Forever. Uh, the first thing that comes to what mind. What do you mean, uh? That soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> and by that soundtrack, I mean... That uh, Kiss from a Rose is amazing. Wait, is, is is Kiss, Kiss from a Rose is from Batman and Robin, not Batman Forever. No, it's forever. Is it it's, from uh, Forever? It's a hundred percent Batman Forever. Yeah. No. Batman Forever also had the U2 song in it. Yeah, that I do remember. That I do remember. Uh, it also had uh, Jim Carrey playing the Joker and, and had um, Tommy Lee Jones playing the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if we're going to talk about Batman, let's start with the good Batman, because we always talk about the Batman animated series. I figured today would be a good day. Let's think back to it. Let's talk about some of the better. Do you know Do you know why it. it's a good time to talk about Batman the animated series? Why? Because uh, we have fuck else to do except rewatch we it on DC Universe. Right now, we're trapped. <laughs> We can't do go anywhere. Do yourself a favor. Get that DC uh, Universe subscription and watch all of Batman the Animated Series. And then when you're done, watch the new adventures of Batman and Robin. When you're done with that, watch Superman. You know what else you should do? Watch Justice League because that show's fucking great. Just well, watch the entirety yeah. of the t- of the Timverse, as Just it's watch called. The DCAU. Yes. How dare you leave out Batman Beyond? Oh, I, I shit. I didn't mean to leave that out. Watch that too. That show's great. Wow, that show's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch all of the DCAU. Do yourself a favor. You have time now. Watch the, the sixty billion hours of that show <laughs> because there are there's so many episodes. There's so many. So many episodes, but it's all good. That's why Matt wants us to just kind of bring up our favorites as opposed to like just covering that entirety of that show because covering the entirety of that show would require multiple episodes of our show. Well, the the caveat here too is that we're going to keep it to uh, the original Batman the animated. Oh series. no! Because. <laughs> <laughs> Because if we start allowing too much of the new adventures of Batman and Robin, then it's going to bleed into Batman Beyond and Justice League. Oh, but the League new adventures and... of Batman and Robin are really good, though. They are. They are. They are. Oh, you know, okay. If you if you, if you you came into this with a pick from there, I'll I'll. Uh... Yeah, because it's technically... So the adventures of Batman and Robin are technically season two. Mm. It's also... I'm saying that because I'm, I'm reading... Uh... Yeah. The, the Wikipedia as we speak, it, it's technically like season two or three of Batman, the animated series. Like the name changes, the art style changes, but it's still a continuation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, like I, from from huh. my my memory serves me correct. I believe two of my picks are from the new Batman Superman adventure, the new Batman and Robin adventures. Yeah, that's fair. Very mm. fair. So, yeah, you know, let me let me kick it off because um, I went last last time and, um, you know, I was thinking because uh, rewatching the show, you start to realize um, how kid friendly it is as it should be. I mean, it was a was it a Saturday morning cartoon? No, I, I remember they played I, it a lot after. I remember they played it a lot after. Like, I believe it hours. was a four o'clock show. That's it was, what it was the yeah. four o'clock in the afternoon show. Yeah, it also start, it started as a primetime show. Like the first couple episodes, I believe, were on primetime. Um, crazy. I mean, as they should be. It, it was brilliantly done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking here at like like the first episode. The original air date was... Um, so, so I'm sorry. The first two episodes were in primetime and were also shown on weekdays. 
Mm. So September and November uh, on Leather Wings and Christmas with the Joker. Which uh, can I can I just say Christmas with the Joker? I cannot believe that that is the second episode of the series. Chef's kiss. Oh my god, (laughs) it is fucking perfection. And but not one of my picks though. Not one of my picks. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I was saying, it's a kids show, so they can't do. uh, They can't go too crazy with it. And I, I feel a lot of the plots of the episodes kind of fall into the um, the usual formula of the 1960s Batman. A lot of argument <laughs> that could be had there, but it's usually so much of it is, hey, I think this bad guy's up to something. Oh, man, I got captured. I need to figure out a way to break out of this. You know, he breaks out of it and saves the day. Mm. That's a good chunk of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Some of them. They do it really good. Some of them do fall out. I mean, yeah, but they, they can't go too crazy with it. But what I thought was really see, my pick is going to be uh, Beware the Great Ghost. Solid, oh, that's solid, a choice. solid episode. Because <laughs> that was the one where they managed to get Adam West, um, and he plays a um, a I, I guess he'd be like a 1930s, 1940s era superhero. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, like he's like a pulp detective. Oh, yeah, the, the the actor that he's playing played like a uh, like a uh, I was gonna say amalgam. That's the wrong word. An analog for someone like um, the Shadow. Right, and then if I remember correctly, yeah. that is the in in the animated series. That is what they were what the Waynes were coming out of when they got murdered. Oh, they I believe really. I, believe i'm not sure actually no i know that no no that's that's what uh terry mcginnis is coming out of when his parents were supposed Uh, to be there you go that's why you should watch batman beyond (laughs) that's why yeah (laughs) that's off the epilogue episode don't spoil epilogue don't spoil epilogue no i'm not hashtag don't spoil epilogue i will fight Uh, which which okay might i also add is the also not your pick for tonight (laughs) <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is, is it kind of leans into the the Batman Mask of the Phantasm movie. Oh, it's good. Which is so great. Movie. Yes, good. Oh, I saw that. In so did I. So did I. Oh, so good. Ah, uh, but it was really cool though because they brought it. They brought back Adam West for it. Uh, it was it was just overall a really good episode. Uh, and, you know, again, it was really funny because when I watched it as a little kid. I didn't know who Adam West was. I knew there was the 1960s Batman and, you know, me in kindergarten, first grade thought that was fucking Batman. Um, so, you know, I, I, the fact that it was Adam West is lost on me, but as an adult, I watched it again and I was like, Oh wow. Not, you know, I love the episode. When I was a kid, but as an adult, you get a whole new appreciation. And that's a really fun episode too. the, uh, the whole, um, remote control cars. The fact that they, uh-huh. like the, the villain was a, was a collector, was like a person who was a collect collector of the toys. And they tried to, if I remember correctly, they, I believe the premise was they're trying to, um, frame the gray ghost as the person who's killing people with exploding cars. Um, or something like that. I don't remember exactly. It was a whole thing where, see, the, I know the guy, the 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 guy was behind it that was doing all the bombings. I know his master plan was to just get more money, uh, so that he can just buy more toys because the guy was crazy. I um, demand more toys. <laughs> yeah, that guy was so weird. Um, I I know they the the. What what was the the character's name? But uh, Simon, Adam Simon Trent is the actor. Simon Trent, thank you. Uh, he was a suspect. I don't know what the end game was though to to get him framed and and arrested. I don't remember what that one was. Yeah, I, but I, I forget mean, what the motivation is. I haven't I I haven't watched this episode in a while, but um, I do remember like. Simon Trent, like his, you know, the, the, I can't say the role he was typecasted with, but the role that he was known for was being the Grey Ghost, and now he's on the verge of bankruptcy because uh, his acting career is practically over. But another cool thing that episode touched on, though, was um, at one point yeah, when um, when Batman is trying to solve the bombings that keep happening, as per uh, the episodes of Grey Ghost. He's trying to find episodes of it, and he can't find hmm. it because um, all the originals got burnt, and Simon Trent was the only That's one right. that had the episodes. Yeah, I, I remember it, like either uh, one of the story beats is him. Like, I mean, he reaches out to him, and he's like, "I need your help." Right, right, right and he and he refuses. 
it was just it was kind of cool though because that was like kind of like my introduction to the idea of there being lost media oh that's a lot of fun that is a cool right that is a really cool cool episode now that i think back on it what's what's another one Oh man, if I had to pick another one, um, oh, fuck, I forget the name of the episode, but it was the one with the, uh, oh god, the the time guy. Uh, oh, Clock King. Uh, Clock King. But I don't think he was called Clock King in the anime. He was. He was. So. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Okay, but I know they changed his uh, his uh, his real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it was in the in the uh, the animated series, but like that episode's fun because it's a, it's a, like years later and after seeing the movie falling down that episode is like a kid version of falling down <laughs> yeah you know you know what i also find really funny too is that uh the animation style of uh the an- of batman the animated series was it, it was compared to most other cartoons it was kind of i want to say in a way conservative where Less you didn't more. really in a way yeah like you like you didn't really see anybody doing any motions uh that would be exaggerated like you would commonly see in like a looney tunes or anything like that Okay. I mean, you would expect it from it, but like one of the few times I feel like where they broke that rule was when uh, the when he walks into court fifteen minutes late, <laughs> and then he screams at the camera in like just pure um, you know insanity because you know the whole idea was that the uh, the clocking he is this to a fault always on time serious person. Punctual. So then his yeah. So his lawyer tells him, "Here's what you do," you know. You take your coffee break at three, take it at three fifteen. So then he goes at literally three fifteen on the nose, takes his coffee break, <laughs> and then he loses his papers and then he loses his business because he wasn't able to show up to court on time. Um, it was really cool too. And again, it kind of falls into the old trope of he tricks Batman into a trap and then Batman smarts his way out of yeah. it and you know he saves the day. But but again, it was kind of cool though because like I really I never read any Batman comics that involved the Clock King from what I kind of gather he's kind of like a B tier villain. Yeah, so I and I don't remember what his origin is in the comics and I don't I don't remember a lot about him, but um at least originally uh they took the, that character model though from uh the animated series and did kind of a, a revamp for uh, Teen Titans, as a part of the Dark Side Club storyline, um, teen heroes just go missing. Uh, so this is this is around the same time that Final Crisis was going to kick off. Uh, this mm-hmm. was like I think just before or just as that that storyline was going on. Um, but like teen heroes start going missing, and there's there's kind of rumblings of like an underground fight club. Uh, so some of the Titans stumble on it, um, and it's being so the the, the darks or the the fight club that these um, these teen heroes are in is called the Dark Side Club, and like the 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 club itself is uh, run by a human version of Darkseid, but it's being, oh, I, if I, yeah, if I remember right. correctly, uh, the people being supplied, or I should say that the teens that were being supplied were being supplied by Clocking, who now has like uh, some vague like time manipulation powers. I think he lives like a couple seconds outside of time. So he's mm. like, apparently that makes you a little bit stronger, uh, but it makes you really hard to hit. Hmm. Because that was, that was always kind of one of the other funny things about the uh, show, because uh, the clocking was so punctual. He's like, I know it takes you, you know, 0.3 fifths of a second to throw a punch, Batman. Oh, when he's dodging him and whatnot. <laughs> when he's dodging, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you, see, that was one thing I always thought the uh, the animated show did really well. It took a lot of uh, B-tier villains and vi- did a very good job um, of portraying them. Oh, 100%. No, without a I mean, question, I, without there's a... There's a plot point, or at least at least a um, maybe not plot point, but there is a point that I, I want to bring up, but I don't know if it's going to be anybody's pick, so I won't do it just yet. But it's on that same wavelength. There's another villain that I have in mind, and I'm pretty sure one of you guys will pick his episode as well. Um, in terms of like a villain that was kind of like on like not as popular, but the show made him popular. Yeah, it's fair. Um, so yeah, with that, I will pass the baton. Um, you sound like you have a lot to say, Ed. How about you? I have plenty to say about this show. Um, Bring it I, on. I think I have too much to say about this show. That's um, why I only invited you. So I, I could go Despite on. Despite the fact you're here every week, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I could talk about like if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Um, 
where the Riddler uh, creates a, a video game called the, Rid- the Riddle of Minotaur. <laughs> oh, that's a oh, good that one. is a great episode. Where uh, Batman and Robin get stuck in like a, a virtual version of like the Minotaur's maze. That one's a ton of fun. Uh, Joker Fish is great. <sighs> Mad as a Hatter is a ton of fun. Um, hell, Christmas with the Joker's up there. Joker Fish has one of my favorite lines. And, and I, I feel like more people need to uh, familiarize themselves with it. Which, which line is that? Uh, when the Joker gets away, um, the uh, one of the detectives is uh, pointing at the Harley Quinn. Goes, he's an abusive, manipulative jerk. Why do you hang around him? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because that's like the origin for uh, Harley Quinn is this show. Yes, yes. Like so that, it's it, like yeah. This show, this show did a lot for the comic for book, ver- not just villains, but the comic book version of Batman in general. I feel yeah. like uh, so much of what he became, what Batman turned into, comes from the animated series. And not 100%. not to mention the fact that some of the better storylines that come out of later on, like Paul Dini wrote Detective Comics yeah. for a long time hmm. after he yeah. finished writing the uh, the TV show. Yeah. And like, and it's good. so good. It's so good. So on that wavelength, I like I could name any of those as like best episode of season one hands down um but feet of clay is probably one of my favorite oh that is a good one story and teleplay are both by marv wolfman is that remind me is that the one with robin and the girl or is that the one with no that is uh clayface's origin story. oh that is clayface's origin story okay yeah okay cool i'm glad because that means that you're not taking one of my picks <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I'm a really big fan of uh, of this two-parter, and mostly because of that uh, that sequence at the end. Yeah, where Clayface says his last line. Uh, well, yeah, well, where Clayface says his last line, but he's he's um, the uh, transformation sequence. Mm. Mm. Um, Batman gets him cornered in like this giant like like security room, I guess, and there's just a bunch of like monitors around him, and he's playing all of the all of his old movies right. at the same time. So yeah. everything that he sees, he's now trying to like uh, muscle memory copy. I'm sorry, subconsciously copy. And he's just spinning around and he's switching between character and character and can't hold his form and just passes out. Is it just me or did anybody else get an Akira vibe rewatching that episode? Yeah. Um, Man, I need to rewatch that episode. I haven't watched that you in a do, while. That, it's very that animation good. sequence A still holds up. Like it's it's. I don't want to say it's pinnacle animation, but like. It's still really good, and that came out in 92. Oh, man. Uh, but I think they won an Emmy for that. I could be wrong. I mean, yeah. they should. <laughs> that show in and of itself deserves yeah. all the accolades. Oh, they, they <laughs> give it all the awards. Give it a pizza and a trophy. No, but what I think is interesting about this is it, it, it this two-parter for me kind of solidified Clayface as a, as a threat. Like it, it, it did the same thing for at least for me. What uh, this show did for um, Mr. Freeze. Mm. That was the guy I was alluding to before. Yeah, I knew here. one of you guys mm. would pick him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Heart of Ice. Uh, Mr. Freeze used to just be a dude with a freeze gun. Like him, him and Captain Cold were practically the same people. Right. Um, just Captain Cold's way more interesting because he's got he's got a code. You know, like no women, no children. Like he, he tries not to murder the shit out of people just, just to do it. Mr. Freeze was just a bald dude with a freeze gun. That shit's boring. But you make him like he's got some kind of disease. I, I honestly forget what uh, what's up with him, like why he's in the suit. No, he's in. But the, he needs to, so he's he's uh, if I remember from what I remember, what it does is it hum, humanizes the character. The whole reason that he ends up in the suit is because he's trying to save his wife who's got a um, terminal terminal disease. disease. And in the process of trying to to save her, the company that he works for runs out of money. Um, I, That's what it I forget. I forget who the who the the major conglomerate was, who the he's one of the, the reoccurring uh, was, businessmen. Was it Daggett? No, it wasn't Daggett. It was a different guy. Uh, McTaggart or some shit like that. I forget. Um, was what? Uh, what? I can't remember. Was the company Freeze was working for? Was that a derivative of Wayne Core in in the animated series? Because I've seen it be Wayne Core. Yeah, other I th- he was. Re- it was definitely his boss was definitely wor- like the company. It was a subsidiary of Wayne Core, if I remember correctly. Right. Um, and what happens is he ends up like the 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 um, 
he ends up breaking up some of the rules to try to continue like like they were they were going to kill his wife like his wife is cryogenically frozen at this point and there's a fight in the lab and supposedly uh victor freeze dies like that was the assumption that he had he died in the explosion in like the whole big thing and then he just turns out nope he's back except he is a fucking man in a uh in a in a in a suit that keeps him refrigerated uh below i think it was below freezing temperatures and he's got a freeze gun but he's trying now he what he's trying to do is trying to save his wife and get revenge pretty much for what they did to him you guys are going to laugh the name of the uh the company mm-hmm. is gothcore it's gothcore <laughs> needless to say that episode is fantastic like i i fucking love all these episodes that not just humanize but um they're just like emotional roller coasters like they they hit you with emotions of that a that a kid's cartoon like looking back (laughs) yeah i I, thinking back when i watched it as a kid it kind of went over my head but i know i felt something um but now when I watch it as it all, I'm like, holy shit, how did it I miss all that? Yeah. Uh, this mm. episode and uh, Heart of Ice actually won an Emmy. Uh, the Daytime Emmy in 93. It deserved it. Yeah. yeah. Heart of Ice is a great episode. I mean, and, like, I mean and to the, the same extent, you were saying that this is a kid's show. It's one of the biggest reasons that like you don't see a lot of like, like th- there are fight scenes in the show, obviously. I mean, there has to be. But you don't see like, you know, Batman throw down and he's, he starts throwing a bunch of punches and like there's like knockdown drag out fights because it's a kid's show. That was, I think, one of the mandates to get the show made was like, okay, you can do it, but Batman can't throw. Like, we, we don't want to see him throwing punches or kicks and like hurting other people. So there's a lot of dodging and a lot of throwing and a lot of like fighting of robots once in a while. A lot of just like I'm bear hugging you and he escapes and like pushes the guy away. You know what I mean? Mm. They try to keep it as kid friendly as possible. I could see that. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. I don't know if that's like a, an actual thing. I hope it really was because if that's the case, they did a great job of oh, figuring no, that, out. That, that, that 100% that. Oh, okay. it's, it's, it's why in the uh, in, it's why in the opening, there's a lot of dodging and jumping and diving around, and the only punches you see thrown are like from shadows. Mm. I also I also think it's half the reason why all his rogue gallery pretty much works with gases. You're right. Yeah, it's also true. Hmm. You're right. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, so many good, oh, so many good episodes. Oh God. Yeah, I, 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 it's one of those I completely forgot that uh, Christmas with the Joker was episode two. Uh, dude, I was it, that's in the process of rewatching this for this episode. I was skimming through all the episodes to see what episode, like, because I you can't sit. I, I, I currently, even though I'm still working and all this other stuff, I can't sit down and rewatch all of it. Yeah, no, um, of and in preparation for this episode, I had to pick specific episodes that I wanted to watch. So as I'm skimming through, I'm like. Joe Christmas the Joker was the second episode? Yeah, and it's great. Oh, yeah. Like it's arguably one of the better episodes of season one. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That, what, yeah, we didn't get we didn't get Joker in the in the Adam West one until like episode six. <laughs> <laughs> and you just know, like that's just there, there's no introduction to the Joker. You, they didn't have to give him a backstory, they didn't have to do anything with him. It's just he's escaping out of Arkham on a Christmas tree, on a Christmas tree rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing maniacally voiced by Mark Hamill. <laughs> He's singing the Jingle Bells Batman Smells song too as he's, as he's <laughs> blasting off on his Christmas tree rocket. Who, who was supposed to be the original Joker? Wasn't it like Tim Curry or something? Uh, There's test footage of that. Yeah, there is. Oh. You can actually check that out if you uh, you do a hot Google or uh, YouTube search. No, actually, I think they used uh, the Tim Curry laugh in uh, one segment of the Joker Fish. Really? Uh, no, it wasn't in the Joker Fish. It was in the um, the episode with the the robot clown. If I remember correctly, yeah. Oh, okay. Was, Captain Clown. Captain Clown, yeah. You killed Captain, Captain Clown. Clown. <laughs> you killed Captain <laughs> Why do I remember all of this? Because <laughs> that episode's great. That episode is really good. Like I and this is the problem with this. And we're gonna talk I know we're gonna talk about so many episodes and we're gonna miss out a lot of episodes um in this discussion. Especially considering how many great and like how many two parters are really good because it was one of those shows that also was really good with like leaving that to be continued. Um, to oh, it's one hundred percent. And what's neat is that from what I remember, this show, um, its time slot they they had like two new episodes a week. So for something like uh, like, like these two parters, like like uh, Feet of Clay, mm-hmm. you'd have uh, the, the release date was September eighth and September 9th. 
but it would leave you on a cliffhanger that's like come back tomorrow it's like you son of a bitch i know <laughs> and as a kid 24 hours is like an eternity yeah i don't want to wait 24 hours is a fucking eternity like just sitting here waiting for the next episode to come on it, it, it it's enough to have to sit through the netflix credits to get to the next episode i was just about to say in today's binge watch culture like what do you mean you're not releasing your entire show in a day how dare you <laughs> i have to wait weekly for my how dare you netflix like it's fine you know what I, mean? I feel like there's more appreciation for it um thinking back on it now like I, oh, I, I 100% appreciate the show so much more now that I, I, I realizing that I that it was a show I could not binge watch. It was a show that like I had to wait for the next day, and like it was rushing home to make sure that I was home as quick as mm-hmm. I could from school. Like I got dressed in my regular clothes because I went to Catholic school, so I had to wear like a uniform. So I had to change out of my uniform. And my, you're watching as you're changing. Yes, exactly, like- exactly. Just like putting on <laughs> Channel Five. Did New York? It was Fox Five. Um, yeah, same here. So good. So good. No, it's mm. great, man. Like this, this show is part of the reason I got into comics. Like I, I distinctly remember going to watch the first episode of this, like getting to stay up a little bit late. And my dad was excited to watch this. So like him and I sat down and watched on, on Leather Wings. And like, I don't give a fuck about Man Bat. I still don't give a fuck about Man Bat. Man Bat fucking sucks. But it was hype oh, as man. shit. Like, fuck yeah, I want to watch Batman use his grapple gun and like, you know, catch Man Bat's leg and fly through Gotham. Like I'd never seen animation like this before. It's still really well done. You know, you know what's really good about the show too? The merchandise. Oh hell yeah, dude! The action figures, the action figures are fantastic. Oh my dude, god, dude! I probably have like Arctic Batman somewhere with like action skis, like, and he shoots I got, like missiles out of his chest. I have a space one somewhere where he's wearing red. Um, I got that. Uh, anybody else have the Batmobile? I never had that Batmobile, but that Batmobile I don't was have just. The Batmobile. But I wanted oh. it. Oh, I wanted where that the, Batmobile. Where, where, where you can pull it out and the wings come out of it and, and it becomes a jet. I did have that. Dude, I think it was baller. I did have that. I turned it into the Batplane. Yeah. I do have that somewhere. I needed that. I never got it. I needed it, though. You were deprived of childhood. Oh, I, was, I, was, I was. I was. <laughs> um, you had it rough. That should, that should, that, when I talk about what my favorite episodes are, you'll understand. You'll be like, "Wow, those are that's really dark." Like, why are those your favorite episodes? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All um, right. Real, real quick, before you jump into that, I did want to uh, make a quick note. I, I was saying that season two was technically the new Batman Adventures. Um, I'm wrong. Uh, it was season four. Wow. So three years after the second season of Batman the Animated Series and a production. Uh, they moved the show from Fox to the WB and started airing uh, Superman and then mashed uh, Batman and Superman together in like an hour-long segment and then started producing um, new episodes of Batman in the same style as Superman. Oh, man. All right, we we, we got we to gotta go on break now because I'm going to start talking about the Superman cartoon. <laughs> Don't get now. me started. Don't get me started. Oh, that was so good. All right, we'll be back. You will have a long and prosperous career in crime fighting like Dick Grayson's if you like, subscribe, and share us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. However, if you don't, your career will end up like Jason Todd's. Thank you. And we're back. All right, so talked about some Batman the animated series. I picked uh, the Gray Ghost. Ed picked a smattering of episodes. The one that stuck out to me, I think, was the uh, the Riddler episode. What was that called again? The the oh jeez, I just had it in front of me. Right? Oh. Oh, why aren't you rich? Oh, so you're so God. smart. Why aren't you rich? If you're so smart, why aren't yes. you rich? That's exactly what yeah. it is. That should that should be a Spider Man episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sighing sure. because like the little the little kid in me loves Spider-Man because I'm like, yo, right. look at this guy. He's a dick. He's great. I love him. And then I got older and was like, Peter Parker, you're a fucking moron. You're a genius and you're working as a fucking journalist. What are you doing? Right. Journalism is <laughs> dead, you idiot. Go make some ah. fucking money as a mogul. <laughs> right? Like, he's not a journalist. He's a photographer. It's even worse. Yeah. He's a Spider-Man. <laughs> he takes pictures of himself. <laughs> 
fucking narcissistic prick. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, make, make an app, you asshole. All right, all right. So we've covered Clayface, Mister Freeze, Clock King, and what was the and the Riddler so far have been included I mean, in our best episodes. Talk about real quick about how this show created this. I mean, Harley Quinn was created for this ep- the show. We already talked about that. What I want to talk about <laughs> is Mike's favorite episodes. Mike. My- Ooh, this I gotta hear. Oh, my favorite episodes? Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, maybe you haven't heard of it. Um, it's a little a little known episode. Uh, the first appearance of Clayface. <laughs> you mean the uh, one we just talked about? Oh, oh, um... Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well did, did 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 you have a yeah, backup? Yeah, definitely. I definitely had a backup for sure. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What's, what's your okay, number two? Okay, this one. Okay, not only has Kevin Conroy as Batman, but it's got the original Batman, Adam West himself, as the Great Ghost. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> I don't know uh, if you've heard of this. <laughs> Crap! I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, have you heard this? Have you seen this? Uh, it's the Great Ghost, um, uh, <laughs> voiced by Adam West himself, Mr. Batman. Oh no! Sorry, Mike. <laughs> oh. This is why we should have conversations before we start. Yeah, that's fine. I watched three episodes. I'm like, I'm so prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he went and watched his favorite episodes to prepare for oh, no, this. No, no. He, rem- he memorized them. He was ready for this. Oh, forwards and backwards. <laughs> un- unfortunately, two of them had Clayface, and so he's got no number. Oh, three. that's true. I got Clayface twice. I mean, sorry, I just didn't pick the laughing fish because like <laughs> that, that captain, that captain clown bit is beautiful. Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh god, you killed Captain Clown. That's not even in the right episode. That's a different episode. <laughs> Is, I thought that was the laughing no, fish. No, the no. laughing fish is a different episode. La- what am laughing I thinking fish about? is the one where he has uh, Harley Quinn singing the j- jingle about eating fish. Mm. Oh, that's right. What episode am I thinking of? I forget. I don't remember the name of it, but that is the same episode where they used the original, like a like a sound snippet of the original Tim Curry uh, voicing the Joker, which was supposed to be oh, what was supposed to happen. Right. Tim Curry yeah, was supposed he, um... to play uh, the Joker. Apparently, he uh, ducked out of that for Eek the Cat. That's very smart. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the only other show. <laughs> no, no, that's the only other a... show I know of him doing VA work at the time. No, <laughs> I know it was a scheduling conflict with like some other movie he was going to be in. And was like, I, he's like, I want this role, but I can't do it. So they. Oh, no, please don't, please don't tell me he turned down Batman for Congo. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. Oh, come on. Oh, God. I'm just surprised we haven't talked about Be a Clown yet. The one where um, the Joker dresses up as, uh, as, as like a kid's party clown. Oh, an and, actual uh, clown. Yeah, yeah, and he like befriends the mayor's son. Uh, that's a creepy oh, ass episode. That's good episode, oh, though. I'm pretty sure that was Joaquin Phoenix, isn't that right? <laughs> like that. <laughs> is that the, we think about the same episode? Or? And, and the mayor was played by Robert yeah, De Niro. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> oh my god. You see it here first. Batman the Animated Series did it first. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we live in a society. All right. Oh, all right. No. So you know what? Then fine. I'll I'll take over since you guys went and stole Mike's favorite episodes. And thankfully, I've seen enough of these episodes to be able to come up with different ones. I'm devastated. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? <laughs> um, I'm actually going to give you an episode that doesn't revolve around the villain. Um, okay. So... My first, my favorite episode is a two-parter. Um, it's Robin's Reckoning, Ooh, which is the episode that gives us, it gives us more or less the full backstory of the Dick Grayson Robin and everything that leads up to, well, both kind of seeing where he and Batman are so different um, in the way that they function and also seeing where they both come from in that 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 pain that they felt of being orphans, watching their parents die and knowing that they were killed by someone, uh, by someone uh, that their parents were murdered. Um, Do you mean to tell me that this is a better telling of Robin's backstory than Batman forever? Without a doubt. Oh my God. That's impossible. I mean, look, look on the plus side, on the plus side, who's a better actor than Chris O'Donnell on the, said no one ever. You just, you just, you just did. 
I will say this: what the the best part, the one of the good things that that episode has in common with Batman Forever is it does have a motorcycle scene. Ooh, so oh. like like Robin does ride a motorcycle in that episode and and drives over like a really like crazy jump as well. So, is there like? Does he end up like going through uh, like some kind of like laser tag looking thing with like a bunch of different multicolored lights? He yeah. does yeah, not. Do like on. the Kabuki warriors he, he, from WMAC Masters show up? Like- he does not. <laughs> does not go through that. Um, but like I said, that episode was probably one of those episodes that kind of solidified my love of the Dick Grayson character. Um, it really fleshed him out as being more than just Batman's sidekick. For me, at least. At least when I rewatched it as an adult. As a kid, it went over my head. Where I was just like, wow, this is really good as a kid. Just it was another great episode. But as an adult, it was just like, holy shit, this is really giving me a good insight into who the Dick Grayson character is. And kind of like like Ed said, it's the stuff that got me into comics, but also got me into reading more about, all right, let me look into who Dick Grayson is. You know, I feel like that episode for most people our age, that was our introduction to Robin's backstory. Without mm. a doubt. Without a doubt, because because he just he just pops up in the uh, the old 1960s Batman. I don't think they ever explained his backstory in that. And none of us read comic books from the golden <laughs> no, era. No. So. And, and funny story, there is a picture of me somewhere out there on the Internet as a child dressed as Robin. I think I've seen this. Picture. Yeah, there is. There is a picture of me dressed in like the. Thankfully, it wasn't the pixie shorts. They were actually like regular green shorts. But like, <laughs> oh thank God, I was about to have questions. <laughs> so like, so like, no, my mom, my mom was a seamstress, and she made me a Robin costume, and like that That's was cool. one of the cool. coolest fucking costumes I think I've ever worn. That's um, right. Apollo solving now, crime. Now you see, yep, yo, that, yep, that shows you dedication because you are the first person I've ever heard of. That below the age of like ten would willingly dress up as Robin. Over I was, Batman. I was below ten. I was, I think I must have been six or seven in that picture. I was a kid. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking back to my days of playing like the Batman and Robin video game on like my Sega Genesis, and me and my friends would argue over. No, I get to play Batman. No, fuck no. you. You, you played, you played Robin. <laughs> you played Batman last time. I get to. I don't want to play Robin. He's lame. <laughs> I don't know why I, I loved Robin so much, but like, needless to say, that episode solidified how much I love the Robin character, the Dick. Honestly, the Robin character in and of itself, even because one of my other episodes, um, it, it's probably my third pick. It's not my second pick. Um, it's involves the Tim Drake, uh, Robin. Ooh. Um, it's the episode where I forget the name of it, where he meets, he saves this girl from Clayface and the, oh, this one's the entire episode revolves around him keeping her away from Clayface. And no. at one point he even goes against Batman's wishes to keep her safe only to fucking find out that she was a part of Clayface. The whole the time. whole time. Oh shit! I remember that one. That's brutal. And that episode just messes you up. It is a fantastic episode. I wish I remember the name, but it was oh, little, so... little baby Timothy's heart yep. breaks at the end. Baby of Tim- oh. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And I mean, I, I'm I kind of get a little annoyed because I I remember thinking back on it now. It's obvious that they tried to kind of merge the characters of Jason Todd. Uh, Robin and, oh, and Tim, Tim, and Drake, Tim yeah. Drake into the same yeah. Robin. Um, they didn't give to flesh out like the fact that Tim Drake is like a fantastic detective, a smart kid, uh, and that Jason Todd was just this fucking delinquent. Delinquent, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like that. That that. But that's one of the beauties of this show is that like they they knew what the lore was and they were fans of the lore, but they were like, how is this going to make sense for a general audience? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, because like is is Jason Todd like up until that point? I mean, this is in like the mid '90s now, um, or you know, late '90s at this point, And Jason Todd coming back to life wasn't even uh, you know, wasn't even close to on the menu. It was wasn't a thought in anybody's mind. Oh yeah. Um. So it's like, do we bring in this second Robin just to kill him? Like, no. Like, we're not going to do all that. Let's do, let's just merge the two. Oh yeah, and and if you do want to see a good movie with the second Jason Todd uh, Robin in it, go watch Batman Under the Red Hood. Um, yeah, that movie, that it's movie's great. so great. Um, it's fantastic. Ooh. It's it's almost like there's a lot of stuff in there that's lifted, like panel for panel dialogue, just straight from the comic um, into that movie, except for like a main plot point. 
Yeah, and J- believe it or which not, which is great. Believe it or not, the um, the guy that plays Jason Todd is Jensen. Yes, Ackles. I was about to say that. Oh my god, makes me so happy. It's such a great, such a great fucking choice for the uh, for the actor. Yeah, fun, fun story. He, um, I want to say he not only tried out for Captain America, but like he's been pushing to play uh, Jason Todd in a movie. He should. I can see him doing that. Yeah. If this was, if this was like ten years ago, I'd be all for um, a Jensen Ackles, um, you know, Jason Todd. Uh, if you don't know who he is, uh, he's one of the brothers on Supernatural. Oh. He is uh, Dean. Yeah. Dean Winchester. Yes, Dean. In one episode, he famously quotes Batman by saying, "I'm Batman." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, hold hold on. I don't remember. D- dumb question. Uh, Tim Drake. I don't. Was he part of the Batman and Robin animated series, or yes. was he part of the original? Yeah, oh, it was the Batman was, and okay, Robin animated okay. series. That was um, after uh, after okay. the or, or, big fallout between uh, Bruce and and Dick, which is another great episode where they give you all that backstory. Oh my god, that is another great episode. They give you that whole thing where um, Tim is talking to uh, to to Nightwing. And they, I, I want to say that they even use some of the older like animation style. I, I mean, I have a vivid memory of like uh, Robin and Batman getting into like a fist fight on a. I mean, not so much a fist fight, but like Dick gets angry and like throws his Domino mask off and like punches Bruce in the face. Oh and, like, yeah, that was fucking great. Grapple guns away. So I think he took off the whole costume, like the whole top of the costume took off too. Probably. I don't know. I, I, all I remember is that's another great episode. Um, but my second favorite episode, I know I mentioned the third one, um, but my second favorite episode is the episode called Over the Edge. Uh, that episode is also from the new from the new adventures of Batman and Robin. That's so good. But that episode is by far <laughs> super intense. Like the entire episode from beginning to end is absolutely intense. It is a little bit of a letdown that the what you find out at the end oh i don't i wouldn't say it's a letdown i mean it makes sense like it, it's really good needless to say the episode starts with uh batgirl chasing scarecrow um through a, a, like up a rooftop through a building um batman tells her to wait she doesn't listen she gets gassed with scarecrow with the scarecrow gas and then you see her fall no one catches her and she falls on top of the police car yeah. That Commissioner Gordon Ooh, is driving. Is driving. Oh no. And not only do you see like that was brutal. Yeah. The fact that they showed that was shocking when that happened. Oh, I mean, I don't even think that's the most shocking part. Like that uh, yes, that that is horribly shocking and like no pun intended, there's a more shocking moment later for me. I forget. In in that episode. <laughs> I don't know which part would be more shocking, but I mean, afterwards, the fact that she, um, you see her get unmasked and Commissioner Gordon finds out, loses his shit, loses his shit and goes after <laughs> Batman. And like, he's going after him with everything that Gotham, the Gotham PD has. Gotham PD finally looks like it's a fucking actual police department. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, what's fun with that episode too is it's one of those that like, there's a big like does he know doesn't he know and like and that, I feel like that's for a lot of Batman characters like like the um, there's a big question mark over whether or not and depending on who's writing they give you that answer but like do, does the Joker know who Bruce Wayne is does Jim Gordon know who Bruce or who Bruce Wayne or Batman is mm-hmm. and that episode answers that question at least for Jim Gordon oh, like once he finds yeah. out that his daughter's Batgirl he's like oh Bruce you're fucked oh it comes after him full for I I think he kills he kills Alfred too doesn't he. I don't remember if the if the the Gotham City police straight up kill Alfred, but um, I do remember like he just sends the entire police force to Wayne Manor. Like it's pretty much one of those like he finds out his daughter's dead and is just like, all right, everybody up to Wayne Manor. Like we're sending the troops in. What was the shocking moment you're talking about? So the shocking moment me. I'm talking about is they uh, this episode or towards like the the end of the episode, uh, Batman or no, I think the I think. If I remember correctly, because it's been a little while, um, so I don't remember the circumstances of why Bane is fighting Batman. I want to say that like they uh, uh, Gordon lets him out, so I forget if he's in Arkham or if he's just locked in a like, Blackgate prison. You know what? That wouldn't surprise me. But they just said Bane on him, and Bane is going one on one now with Batman on this rooftop. Actually, not rooftop. It's the GCPD rooftop because they're fighting in front of the bat signal. Um, so there's the reason I wanted to bring this up is because like I mean I've been talking about the animation of this show and how like there's sequences that still hold up. 
there's this really cool like stutter step like or he like batman does this like little like this like stutter step coming forward and he throws this punch at bane like i i can't really explain it i'll like whoever does the editing for this episode will we'll, i'll see if we can leave a uh, like a link in the description of what i'm talking about mm-hmm. But I haven't seen like at the time that was groundbreaking and even looking at it now, it still holds up. It's really, really fucking cool. Um, but they get into this this fist fight like they get into this fight and Batman kills Bane. If I remember correctly, he just throws him into the uh, the, the fucking um, the bat signal and you see him just get like. Electrocuted. Which I was like, well, Batman just straight up killed this guy. <laughs> no, it's a really it's a really fantastic episode. Just. How did how did they bring it back? I, I I remember the scene with Bane. I'm just trying to remember, like how how do they smooth things over? Afterwards? Oh, he she uh, she wakes up. It was a mm-hmm. uh, it was a uh, it was a fear induced uh, coma that she was in, I believe. Uh, it was all a dream. She used to read Word, Word Up magazine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how I wish they would have done that with the opening scene of the Killing Joke movie. I wish it had all just been a dream. So, <laughs> I will sing Bruce Tim's praises for forever. Um, I don't think that guy can do any wrong, except for that. Except for that, right? Because <sighs> like the even the rest of that movie, everything that that's the Killing Joke is good. And they brought back Mark Hamill for that, and I mean, and Bruce Con- and and fucking uh, Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Thank you. Sorry, I keep, I keep, yeah. listen. He's Bruce Wayne. He is the voice <laughs> of Bruce Wayne. When I read a comic book, I read it in that voice. You know what's oh, cool? Yeah. Speaking of that, you know what's really cool? Um, so after like the the nine eleven attacks, um, Kevin Conroy did a bunch of work in like uh, like soup kitchens and stuff with like and was helping out with like some of the relief stuff like in person. Um, and I want to say that he just would kind of throw out stuff because like people, I mean, people didn't know who he was because he, he, he was a voice actor. So like, it's not like he was on TV and like he was a big star, right? But he he was in that role and people had seen it. Um, so he would throw out the Batman voice once once in a while. That's fantastic. That's great. That's fantastic. So you had like these these like first responder guys he was helping out, and they were like, "Oh shit!" Like I used to watch that with my kids, or like they were they were fans, like they grew up fans of the show. Um, I just thought that was a neat little tidbit. That's fun. That this this show as is just as a whole is just fantastic. And unfortunately, like I can no longer hear any character that Mark Hamill does as not the Joker. <laughs> like if you, if, I mean, if you're a fan of avatar, the, the last airbender, you do realize mm-hmm. that Aang fights the Joker at the end of, uh, at the end of the series. Season one. Season one. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all, it's all the Joker. It's fine. Uh, some other show he was a BA and I was watching for a bunch of stuff, man. Too. And then randomly it's just like, wait, that's the Joker. He voices a giant man baby clown in uh, Scooby Doo Mysteries Inc. And he's ju- and he's just do- he's doing a baby version of the of uh, the Joker. That sounds uh, obnoxious. He also he also you know, you know what's he also does the voice of uh, the prankster. And it's just the Joker. And it's just the Joker. Um, he actually played. Um, oh, the prankster on uh, the live action. Yeah, the live Flash action show. Flash show. Yeah, in yeah. in the alternate one of their alternate Earths, he played that. He also played uh, Cockknocker in the Jane Silent Bob he, movie. He did, he do, did that. do that. As did well. you guys know that Mark Hamill played Luke Skywalker? What? I don't. I'm, I don't believe that's true. Someone looks like him. That was actually that was actually a really funny little tidbit. In most of the Star Wars games in like the mid late '90s and into some of the early 2000s, if the game had Luke Skywalker in it, most of the time I can't think of any examples. They would have to get a different VA for uh, for Luke Skywalker. What? Because I couldn't Not afford he, him. Yeah, because he was doing a lot of professional voice work at the time. That's actually, that's really interesting. <laughs> that's great. Uh, what I was gonna say though is like the the legacy of his, you know, um, role as that character. I guess like his his performance as the Joker. Um, the only time I've ever heard somebody voice the Joker and not do a Mark Hamill impression was John DiMaggio in um, Batman Under the Red Hood. Mm. Another- he very much does his own thing. Everybody else just does a just does an impression of him. So like uh, uh, Trey Baker on in, in Young Justice is just doing a Mark Hamill impression. Hell, Alan Tudyk, who's doing the voice of the Joker in um, the Harley car- cartoon, which is fantastic, by the way. He's just doing Mark Hamill. It sucks. Mm, I like him. As a- so, I mean, when I say it sucks, I mean like I don't mean that it's he's it's bad. Um, like, like he's he's giving a bad performance that that's kind of 
maybe not an accurate oh, thing. Oh, I think I, your complaint is that everybody just tries to emulate Mark Hamill. Yeah, and Alan Tudyk, like watching Alan Tudyk in like, the Doom Patrol show and seeing him just act all crazy and shit as uh, Mr. Nobody. I wanted, I wanted that. Like, I, I seeing him as as that character in Doom Patrol. I'm like, give this guy the Joker and let him knock it out of the park. And he's just doing Mark Hamill. And I'm like, you're so much better. Do, than do you know? Do you know who? Do you. do you know who else he's fantastic as? Clayface. Uh, he is Clayface. Clayface. He is Clayface. He's Clay. He play. He is the voice of Clayface and the Joker. His Clayface is fucking fantastic. That class. That Clayface is amazing. That show is amazing. It's really funny. That show took that show takes every trope from Batman the animated series, the Batman movies, the Batman comics, and takes it up and, and memes it. <laughs> and somehow <laughs> makes it into a coherent fucking show. It is just That's absolutely impressive. fantastic. Okay, hold on. I was just corrected. Uh, Alan Tudyk is not doing uh he's he's not doing an impression of Mark Hamill. He's actually just doing Ludo from uh Star versus the Forces of Evil, just a little more high pitched. I have no idea what you're I'm talking so, I'm about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Less high pitched. Yeah, I you, gotta watch that. Go show. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, then <laughs> it's hilarious though. Uh, all I know is I have a lot of time. I will probably end up rewatching the first season of Harley Quinn. Do it. Batman the animated series. Do it. Justice League. Just Honestly. just watch. Just watch all everything that's on the DC universe right now. Go watch Batman Red Sun. I'm sorry, not Batman Red Sun. Go watch Superman Batman, Red, Red Sun. Red Sun. Hell yeah. Uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. Batman Hush. Speaking of all the good things on DC Universe, and speaking of Gothcore, you know what Gothcore also invented? What? What's that? The Batman Beyond theme song. Ooh. Hell yeah. Good night, everybody. All of the music that you have heard is the song Dance Rock, off the album Descent of the Goober Monster by Jesse Spillane. It is licensed under Attribution 4.0 International CC by 4.0 license off freemusicarchive.org. If you have a question, a topic you would like us to cover, or simply wish to tell us all of the facts that we have screwed up, feel free to email us at laymansguidetothemultiverse at gmail.com. Also, feel free to visit us at our website at laymansguidetothemultiverse.com.